I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, a new frontier in the workplace, miscarriage leave. Reporter Malia Russell, who covers the technology workplace, is here to talk about why companies are starting to offer paid time off to recover from a pregnancy loss. What does that say about Silicon Valley, about millennial workers, and about moving past some of the age-old biases and fears at work? Malia Russell, right after this. Malia Russell, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Damien. So you're back again to talk about tech in Silicon Valley in the Bay Area. A really fascinating story. It started with a couple who had experienced a miscarriage. Tell us about the story. Yeah, so uh, I heard that a company in San Francisco was offering paid time off in the event of a miscarriage. And I emailed this startup founder. His name's Jack Altman. Uh, he lives in San Francisco. And he responded to me right away and said, this is something I would love to talk about. In fact, my wife and I experienced a miscarriage. And that's what prompted this policy. Um, so I was immediately hooked um, and wanted to know more. I went to his office and, and learned that uh, he and his wife, Julia, were not trying to have a baby, but um, surprise, became pregnant a little over a year ago. Uh, and they quickly sped into, oh my gosh, I can't wait to be a parent mode. And they had the baby books. They were stocking their freezer with frozen salmon fillets, a popular pregnancy food. <laughs> uh, and then it became clear around seven weeks that Julia's pregnancy wasn't developing normally. Mm. Uh, they lost the baby. And uh a time later, Jack wanted to figure out a way to help normalize uh, what he experienced and his wife experienced for his coworkers, and that's how miscarriage leave came about. Yeah, well, what did he learn about miscarriage and what comes along with it? Um, you know, obviously his experience led him to change the policy. What did he learn from from what he and his wife went through? What's kind of crazy is that people think generally, that miscarriage is a really rare complication of pregnancy. Um, and that can make women who experience this feel really isolated and alone when they're going through it, when, in fact, it's the most common complication of pregnancy in the United States. About one in five clinically recognized pregnancies end in a loss. Uh, you know, after Jack and Julia experienced this, they slowly started confiding in friends and learned you know, they they built this network of other people who had experienced it. Um, and it's really jarring. It's not only jarring, but it's something that you go back to the office on Monday and it's not something you're going to tell your coworkers about. You know, it's very different from, say, a parent or a grandparent passing or different from uh, even still you broke your leg and you show up to work with a cast. A miscarriage is something that is deeply personal and private um, and there's – you know, it's traditionally been taboo to talk about in the workplace the same way that you probably wouldn't tell your manager that you're trying to have a baby, um, especially before you're 12 weeks along. So I think it's really jarring. Um, and on top of that, it's something that they just have to experience in silence often. Yeah. Your your piece is so fascinating and brings up so many different issues about, about the workplace, about uh, workers and their happiness and productivity. Um, about relationships between workers and their bosses and HR. Um, so let's work through some of these things. First of all, you mentioned that some of these um, some of these benefits at work 
are coming not only through personal experience, but also because of how competitive the workforce is right now, that there are a lot of millennials in San Francisco and Silicon Valley who are coming into maybe parenting for the first time. And so there's an effort to provide a benefit that's meaningful. Um, can you talk about that? Yeah. So San Francisco's labor market is incredibly tight. There aren't enough tech workers to fill the number of tech jobs in our city. And companies are having to get creative with how they compensate those workers, how they attract them and retain them. Compensation isn't enough. Uh, you know, perks like free beer and ping pong aren't enough. Companies are thinking critically about what are the benefits that my employees really want to have a happier life. Uh, millennials are the largest generation in the U.S. labor force today. Mm. Um, they're in their late 20s and into their 30s. They're thinking about starting families. Um, so something that they're doing now is going to their employer and say, I'm about to welcome a baby in the world. What can you do to help me? So on a larger scale, we see companies offering, for example, larger uh, family leaves, they might offer subsidies for things like egg freezing, in vitro fertilization, and surrogacy. Uh, miscarriage leave is still an extremely rare benefit. Uh, there are two companies I'm aware of in San Francisco that offer it. Uh, Jack Altman's company, Lattice, is one. And the other, much larger and more well-known, is Reddit. Uh, they have about 300 employees in San Francisco. Uh, their head of human resources had three losses, pregnancy losses, before she uh, went on to have two boys. And this is something that, you know, Caitlin Holloway tells me, I wish I had a better answer, but it wasn't something I thought to implement until I experienced it myself. Hmm. You know, you write that Reddit also gives eight and a half paid weeks to employees who have, what, um, pregnancy losses, yeah, miscarriages. It's, their policy is by far are the most expansive. It covers uh, pregnancy loss, whether it was you or your partner who had the miscarriage, if your surrogate uh, didn't carry to term, uh, if you had an abortion, or if an adoption fell through. Um, I think what's interesting about Reddit's policy, I mean, eight and a half weeks, that's a long time. And most physicians I talk to say in the event of an early pregnancy loss, most women will recover within a week or two from the bleeding and the cramping. The emotional recovery is what is really variable here. Uh, women who have a pregnancy loss have a higher risk for symptoms of depression and anxiety, and those feelings persist long after the loss and even after having a second child uh, is what the research tells us. I think Reddit recognizes that a miscarriage is – as much a, um, you know, that it's felt emotionally as much, if not more than physically. And that people perhaps um, don't do a good job. They don't feel good about themselves at work. They're not productive. They're not energized, um, especially if they have to come back to work, like you said, on a Monday morning. Yeah. Caitlin Holloway at Reddit um, has this incredible story. She was working late one night at an office in a previous job. She was putting together slides for a board presentation the next day. Um, she started to feel cramping. It passed. Another wave of cramping hit, and she stands up from her desk and feels a rush of blood. Um, she falls to the floor. She, she cries out, and actually a female janitor rushes to her side and helps her to the bathroom 
washes out her clothing in the sink while Caitlin's on the toilet sobbing. Um, all that. And she still goes back to the office tomorrow and gives the board presentation. Wow. She goes to the hospital only after that to confirm that she's had a miscarriage. I mean, I can't begin to imagine what that's like. Um, so I think, uh, you know, Caitlin partly implemented this policy because she knows what it's like to experience that firsthand and wants employees to feel supported that they can take the time they need. You know, just off the top, this isn't something that in the past was normally talked about in the office. What's changed? Mm. I think you hit it on the head earlier that we have such a tight labor market that employers have to get creative with what they offer. Generally speaking, I think companies are becoming less hostile places to talk about fertility. I think it's in part because so many of their employees are of uh, new parents' age. We see that... Uh, also just maybe a, a broader societal understanding that that it's it's sexist to, to think of things, um, you know, as impediments. This old idea that uh, employers would punish... Um, women who they knew were were going to be having children. Oh, I know you're going to be missing some time and just realizing how insidious that was. Mm. Yeah. I mean, previously, uh, a woman wouldn't want to tell her employer she was trying to conceive because she might fear she's not going to be put up for that promotion. Um, she might not get that raise. I think that's still true in a lot of places, but especially with the tech companies that are competing for high quality talent, um, they understand they they need to do better. Yeah. One of the more interesting parts of your story is that discussion of of communication in the office and, and the fear that that persists. It, it looked like you found a lot of instances about, you know, companies wrestling with how people should communicate that they need a leave or that they've um, lost a pregnancy. Should they talk about it with... Um, their boss or with HR? Um, is there still um, some repercussions there? I don't think there's a golden rule. At Lattice and Reddit, they say an employee can come to their manager or HR and share as little as or as much as they want. Um, this is pretty much a no questions asked policy. They don't require a letter from your doctor confirming the pregnancy loss. Companies want their employees to know we trust you and we here at Reddit value the integrity of our employees. Got it. Got it. But what about local and state laws? In recent years when we've been written about this issue, a lot of it has been about how places like San Francisco or the state have been uh, debating how much to do with leaves, whether it's uh, for grief, whether it's to tend to a family member, whether it's uh, maternity or paternity leave. California is certainly ahead of federal policy on this. Uh, they, the law entitles employees who are expecting time off for disabilities, which can include a pregnancy loss. Um, the healthcare provider, the doctor, can recommend leave up to four months, uh, but it doesn't require employees to offer that time on top of their sick days. So an employer might say, "Okay, you've experienced this." Um, take it out of your two weeks sick. So companies are saying that while they already legally have to offer some form of miscarriage leave, that having a dedicated policy, having it out in the open makes all the difference. It 
tells the employees um, we're walking the walk. And so they go further and they offer full pay. They offer full pay. Okay. All right. Is there any opposition to this or is there any reason why any downside to, to any of these policies? I think there are obvious downsides. Uh, like we said earlier, a woman who asks for miscarriage leave is kind of outing herself to the employer that she might be trying to have a baby. Um, that might hurt her chances at a promotion or a pay raise in the future. And you talk to people who actually had pause or, or, or said they wouldn't report that out of that fear. Stephanie Lee is an employee at Zendesk in San Francisco, and I think she had that exact fear. Um, Stephanie is someone who never considered a miscarriage as, as part of her path to parenthood. And in fact, she'd been pregnant before. She had a little girl at home, five years old. Uh, two, oh, she had a little girl at home, two years old. And she took her daughter to her first prenatal appointment to hear the new baby's heartbeat. There was none, and her doctor later confirmed a miscarriage. Stephanie said that she took a couple of sick days, um, that the, you know, the cramping, the bleeding passed a lot sooner, but she was grieving. I mean, it was essentially a bereavement leave. Even though she took that time and was glad she did, I pitched Stephanie on the idea of miscarriage leave, and she said she's not sure she would take advantage of it. Um, for that exact reason, she wouldn't want to out herself to her employer that this is something she's struggling with. For them to view her work under that lens, oh, Stephanie's got a lot going on at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are downsides, but I think from what we've seen so far, the policies have been flexible, um, allowing women to share as much or as little as they want. Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny. I feel like so many people already take a miscarriage leave and they just don't call it that, whether mm. they take sick days or vacation time. I talked to this one couple, Tian Lee and Tony Shea, um, who experienced a miscarriage, experienced another miscarriage, had uh, a failed round of IVF. And Tony says, we were just sitting in our apartment and we couldn't be there anymore. We couldn't see the same things every day. So they used their credit card points and uh, booked a trip to Maui, made very late, uh, made very last minute requests for time off and said that time allowed them to take a step back, kind of gain perspective on their lives, on the beauty in this world that had felt so cruel to them. Uh, and eventually they conceived a baby girl, Ella Faith, through in vitro fertilization, and she turns one this month. Yeah, you know, just to be clear, I mean, we, we talked about downsides, but what it sounds like is the downside is really more about um, still some of the lingering views or fear that companies will still have um, negative views of, of people who are going to become parents. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, b- before we go, I just, one thing that really strikes me is Uh, that we're talking about this in the context of this really competitive, hot job market where employers are super tuned to their to their workers and what they need. Um, What happens when we um, (laughs) go into a recession? What happens when the the Silicon Valley market isn't so hot? Well, it's crazy that for the first time, companies are thinking about how do we treat our employees like humans, you know, like parents, like caregivers? Uh, they're adding benefits that 
give them a work-life balance. I think employees are responding to that and showing appreciation for what they've I think employees value that. And I would think that the companies who are offering it say, hey, this seems to be helping with our retention. We're losing less people. There's less turnover and and better morale, better morale. And there's something to um, offering more holistic benefits. So even when San Francisco's labor market loosens, I think that policies like miscarriage leave have a lasting impact. All right. Malia, thanks for joining us again. Thank you. Thanks to business reporter Malia Russell for joining us, to Libby Coleman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.